0: It's quite.
1: And have you learned?
0: Yeah, I don't do that many. Now. <laughs> Fourteen. out the gate. Shits <laughs> out the
2: gate. Alright. out the gate. Good good to see you both. Um well she looks a little different today. <laughs> Holly uh, Holly joins us uh, on the couch uh, for today's episode. Holly um, Holly is uh, an incredible human, very kind-hearted very wise. Um, Holly uh, is a physio here at the rad Center where we record the podcast and has been chucked in the deep end. Today, so thank you, Holly.
0: That's all right. Thanks for the (laughs) last-minute call-up.
2: Of course, of course. Now, um, the topic today I'd like to speak about is setbacks and navigating setbacks. Uh, Over the weekend, just been a few things um, hit my life, which was pretty wild. Um, All 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 okay and health-wise, but uh, my property, a few things went down with my real estate company and my landlord, and I was caught in the middle of it and was basically given a couple of ultimatums and I chose to leave my flat which was pretty wild and getting that call and being in that situation, it really threw me but only for maybe an hour or so where the heart was pumping, the energy was really low but I was um, very much on edge um, massive shout out to to you, Link, um, for, for for stepping out and helping me um, when it comes to accommodation. So um, new new landlord is yeah. is also um,
1: what f- a wild ride <laughs> this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who can sit on the recliner? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I've already been told about the recliner.
0: <laughs> that's my seat.
2: <laughs> that's, that was my one thing because I asked. I said, "Like, what, what's your you know your <laughs> thing?" And he said, "That's my seat." And if that's the worst thing, then we're going to have a good time, but. It really just, it made me think while this was all going down over the weekend, at Kmart getting an extension cord so I could plug my power on in my little flat, I was thinking wow, if this had happened a few years ago, it really would have set me back, it would have thrown me mentally and I would have been lost, I would have got angry, the the depression, the anxiety, all the all those things would have come swooping in. thankfully I feel like I have the tools now to to navigate these kind of things and I think it's a credit of who I am now as a person, who I'm growing in to be, Um, I credit maybe my running mindset after doing the the long distance runs and uh, everything from training to just being a better person has helped me navigate this so it's quite fitting Holly that uh, we have you on today's episode, also Link I know you have had many uh, setbacks professionally, also um, um, physically, um, like your recent one with uh, being injured and, and deciding to hang up the footy boots for now, you know, we, we won't put a time stamp on it, but for now, so I just wanted to talk to you both about um, setbacks, whether it be a personal, professional sense, um, just to get your thoughts on it, and nav- navigating setbacks.
1: Holly, I reckon we'll start with you because you you have to deliver these kind of... The setback. Uh, yeah, yeah, the setback regularly in your profession.
0: Yeah, and I it's one of the, the hard parts of the job, to be honest, like to tell someone, hey, actually, you're out for a year, you can't do what you love for a year, even though it's not, you know, no one's really losing a limb or their life in like the patients I see. But, you know, generally like a lot of their identity is associated with the sport that they play or what they can do physically. So breaking the news is something really tough and I try and almost immediately try and counteract that when I break the news to someone, like okay, like this is it, but I'm very much, and it's a personal thing that like, okay, what can we do about it? Let's be proactive. And I try and just relay that to all my patients. So they're not sitting there dwelling in this like kind of hopeless, like what do I do now kind of thing. I've just been told my knee's done. I might need surgery, that kind of thing. Like I find that trying to give people like a purpose, A, what can you do now that kind of you can keep your identity and do that stuff. And then how are we going to get you back to doing what you're doing at the or before the injury? Um, so I think just, yeah, doing something, like I'm a doer. So I think I try and relay that to my patients in the mindset of, okay, if we're going to do something about it, like we're not going to sit here and just feel real shit. Um, what can we do? How can I help? And then also just listening, like, you know, what do you need? Cause some people are like, okay, I just need to go dwell on it for a week and just, you know, if you want to mope about it, that's right. It's like, it's bad news. That's so okay. Um, but then because it's like a lot of the time, it's a long journey, you kind of have to ride the highs and the lows as well. So I think really celebrating the wins when there's a win is a really big thing as well. And the little bit in my job is like, I'm not a mental health. Like I'm not trained in that. I'm not trained in like well-being or anything, but like I find I have to have a lot of those conversations. So I think listening to how other people cope with setbacks and things like that is actually really interesting to be able to offer them, my clients, different tools or different ways to think about things. I think sometimes that's all people need is just a different perspective on things sometimes yeah
1: hmm. it'd be so difficult like um my my empathy is definitely not one of my strong points so i i had to tell um one of our guys the other day about his knee about you know an acl 12 months and he's one of my teammates and i passed on that news i wanted to um but i haven't found myself in that phone call being like like i've i've been through that but i still I don't know my empathy is just not there to really feel the way that that person's feeling or what to say with that person. Yeah. And I think that's something that I don't know do you have you tr- tried to train yourself in it? Is it something that you've just had to I learn?
0: think it's something that's like naturally come about because I would say at first I was not not empathetic but like I wouldn't really understand like the impact it has on people and as I've seen over time you kind of understand the greater toll that these things take on people and even like same situation my teammate as well has yeah. done. Knee and I had to be the one to break the news. Well, I was actually in the game and watched it happen. And almost in the game, like I almost wanted to like tear up a little bit. Cause I like knew like for her, what that meant, even though like she didn't at the time. And so I think just over time, like you grow that empathy a bit. Like I don't think you can learn it. Mm. I think it's something that comes naturally by just being almost exposed to it. Um, but as a physio, like I think every second consult, we've just got to deliver like a lot of empathy to people. Um, They just need some love sometimes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So that's not something that you do as a physio, like when you do your studies, that it's really talked about the fact that you sometimes are the bearer of bad news.
0: Oh, very much not. Like I struggled with that when I first finished uni and came into work. I'd come home at the end of the day absolutely like brain cooked. Not from like physioing. That stuff was fine. But like you'd have people come in like, yeah, okay, about their knee or their shoulder. And then like, oh, if I put my dog down this morning... And then, like, all of these, like, other things that go on in their life, you're like, oh, like, you're not really taught how to cope with, like, everyone else's, like, like, pressures. Not pressures. They're, like, things going on in their life as well. So that's, yeah, something that's not covered in the course that probably took the most out of me in my first year of practice. Like, sure. just to learn how to, you know, still be empathetic. Because you get to the end of the day, you're like, oh, God, like, I have to kind of deliver more bad news or I have to kind of console this person. Like, you know, I've already had four people cry on me today, like, when you're not trained in it, it's actually really taxing. Mm. Um, But it's something over like time I feel a lot more comfortable with. Now it still takes it out of you, but like you can also dissociate a little bit. Yeah.
1: Do you think the skills that you've picked up from doing that have helped you with navigating your own personal setbacks, whether that's injury or work or personal like?
0: Definitely. I think listening to people actually makes you like better for yourself personally. Like you kind of, People will tell you how they cope with things because you know what works for you. Some people want to just, you know, sit on things. Some people want to do something about it or, you know, whatever. And just being able to listen to, you know, I did this and I got help and I felt better. Well, then I can go, oh, actually I knew that, you know, John last week tried this and he felt better. So maybe I'll try that in my life to help get over whatever I need to do at the moment. Mm. So I guess that's the beauty of working with lots of different people who do different things in life. is like you can actually take that on in your own life. Yeah, um yeah, I've definitely had a few patients who are just been going through a lot themselves at the moment. But then for them to actually reflect it back on me, like I had a bad day and they'll actually come do like a gym session or something with me. And that's actually really nice to like share that as well, kind of give and take, even though, you know, they don't have to do that. They, they don't owe me anything. But, yeah, it's nice.
2: Hmm. And then, Barnsey, you um, just recently, uh, you know, you injured yourself playing footy. Mm. Um, coming off of a very strong sprinting season very strong um, season of of running uh, into into footy into you know what you hope was going to be the season how does that kind of you know we haven't touched on it since really and I'm sure you've spoken with your friends and and colleagues about it, but where are you at mm. it's a
1: i actually i did a bit of research the other day and i I was trying to figure out how many senior games of football I've played. Um so I've been playing senior footy since I was 17. I'm now almost 31. So some quick math almost you know uh 15 years of senior footy I've only actually played about 140 games uh which is averaging not many games a season, Holly, if you're good at math.
0: <laughs> I'm not, but I can figure that <laughs> <Yeah>. out.
1: <laughs> so it averages out to be about nine or ten games a season, um, just because I've had all these injuries in the past. I think when I was 16, 17, I was trying out for Rebels. That's when I had my first major issue. Um, to my back obviously missed 12 months of everything, missed that critical component of that AFL pathway and ever since that I've been pretty good at handling I think these little setbacks because it was 12 months of just pure reflection um, and after that all these little other ones or the major ones as well like an ACL in um, when I was 25, 26, you know that was 12 months, that was the longest other than my back, that was the longest time I've had to step away from footy but I, I think when I got to that point in time I've always looked at these setbacks as opportunities um and that's i've got it. my first ever tattoo was a door opening and a door closed on my ankle and i got that probably about a month after i did my acl um because i was just like you know what i can't play footy i'm gonna fill it with something else i end up traveling overseas i worked over in the u.s for two months and traveled for another four months after that and i made something of it mm-hmm. um but I think, yeah, from, from that first learning experience about doing my back when I was, yeah, that late teenage, mum was always just like, all right, well, you can't play footy. you got to be able to do something else, and I've just learnt. So now with this current injury, um, yes, I can't be out there with my teammates on a Tuesday, Thursday, or Saturday, um, but I'm still there running the sessions, and I've also – I still have the gym. I still have everything else. Um, I've I've started gaming a lot more, so I have probably filled that time that I would be playing or training with something that I also really enjoy. Um, just, to, I don't know, whether that's masking my emotions or that's just how I'm feeling in spare time. Um, but I think, yeah, as, as you touched on, whole, like you've just got to, got to give people things to do, mm. things to look forward to, um, and then I take that. I'm obviously boring myself.
2: Um, next year, well, end of this year, back in back into the running. Mm. Where, where is season hitting? Uh, What's your thoughts for next season of running?
1: Yes, yeah, so I wanted the big plan after stall uh, was to to play footy and to set myself up for nationals in February last year. Um, I'll be able to touch on this more after my appointment in about thirty four minutes. Um, but I'll see what the surgeon or the the sports doc says whether I need surgery or or not. Um, I just want to put myself in a position where I could run my fast that i ever have um yeah at that time early next year so hopefully fingers crossed i can do that um but again if not if that pushes me back or my knees cooked completely i'll find something else to do um whether that means i yeah put more time into to work or training for something else do i start riding do i I'll, i'm sure i'll find something else
2: mm, ultra marathons are calling
1: yeah, well, I need to be able to tolerate ultras. Yes, yes, yes.
2: <laughs> One little <laughs> key part yes, to that. Yes. 100
1: metres versus 100 kilometres. I wonder what the knee will handle better.
2: <laughs> I'd love to be there if you tested that theory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think it's, yeah, like you said, it's it's like having that goal, having something to work towards because – if you're a person who maybe doesn't have that mindset of looking forward to the next thing, like it doesn't always have to be that huge goal. It can just be that little thing. It's like, you know, being able to run 100 metres and be pain free or to be able to do something. And I think, Holly, looking over at your side of, of the world, when you're um, in your you know clinic side of life, how do you... Implement just those little goals so there are those little wins, those compounding wins to get a patient through (laughs) 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 the... We uh, we have um, our uh, filming stands and one happens to be um, Shane's (laughs) personalised (laughs) mug with his family on it. (laughs) He's sorry, not, Shane. Sorry, Shane. <laughs> want a coffee. He's thirsty. Um, how do you set up your, your clients, your patients, with that goal-setting plan? Like, is that something that you have to kind of really break down for them?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's something very much in the last few months I've kind of thought a lot about and talked, like, because I'm back at uni at the moment, and we talk a lot about setting goals. And it's easy to go to someone like, I don't know, what do you want to do? And people just sit there and go, I don't know, well, I want to play footy or – you know they'll just pick something like really just big and obvious and the way that I've been breaking it down for people now is like all right we're going to pick two goals one that for everyday life like what do you have to do every day that you can't do right now can you not sit in the car for an hour or just something that's not super fun but like you need to do and then pick something either social or like you know positive side of life what what do you want to do do you want to be able to go to the gym do you want to be able to you know shoot the basketball and we just kind of pick two short-term goals and we aim to work on them. And there might be something like, okay, in four weeks' time, what do you want to be able to do around the house? Do you want to be able to you know, vacuum one of the bedrooms or something like that? And it seems really trivial, but then when you're able to, like, tick off that little goal, it's like, hey, progress. Yep. And a lot of the time we think about it in terms of, um, particularly here, like, you know, progress in terms of strength, like how much we can lift or how fast we can run, things like that. But just bring it back to something really functional or something that just is normal for everyday life that people actually struggle with. So it kind of gives a person a bit of purpose and meaning back when they can do a really simple everyday thing that they might not have been able to do. Um, So that's something I've been trying to implement with a lot of my like long-term rehabbers, just two two goals in the next month, like what we're going to try and do. And then I know like a few of my patients, like, you know, who do have crooked knees or ankles or that, like going to a social event's hard work, like standing on your feet all night. So for them to come back and go, oh, I went to a wedding on the weekend. I had really good, like, a lot of fun. It's actually something they go, oh, like I'm a bit back. I'm back to me. Um, so that's yeah, something I think that's really important. I'm trying to do a lot with people just to yeah keep positivity up and purpose um, and back to that like identity. Like I think with setbacks, just identity dwindles with setbacks a lot of the time. Yeah,
1: definitely
2: personal setbacks if, if you don't mind me diving personally
0: yeah so for me personally I'm I don't like classify myself as having setbacks I have you know things that obviously you know disrupt life but I try and get on with them so I'm very much like like I tell people to just move on with things I very much I have a little hiccup like I'm just all right like what can I do about it move on so even if it's um just something really trivial like a you know a grade at uni so something I've worked really hard for and I didn't get what I want I kind of We'll dwell on it for a little bit and go, all right, that's like, it's not helpful for me to sit here and think about it. Like I'll just try and move on and I don't know if that's a, a good thing or not. Maybe I just mm. dissociate. <laughs> Maybe I do. Um, but yeah, I very much like learned in life that it's not helpful me to, for me to sit and think on things. Like I'm a chronic overthinker, <laughs> so more thinking is not helpful. Um, and so I think that's kind of allowed me to then professionally and everything get where I need to be because I'm not trying to get too hung up on like if there was a missed opportunity or, you know, if a patient wasn't necessarily happy with the work I did, okay, well, what can I do better? Quick reflection, identify what needs to happen and move on. And I'm just across all aspects of life, try and weave that in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. (laughs) Thank
2: you.
1: Jack, do you think in the future, obviously you had a major setback or potentially could have been a major setback on the weekend, do you think most setbacks now going forward you'll be able to handle because you have the systems in place and you have that, you've worked on yourself and how to address those?
2: Definitely. Yep. Yeah, bro, definitely. And it's like I was saying, I, I really think it is because I have pushed myself with the running and with training and being being a better kind of ultra-athlete ultra, ultra athlete or just, yeah, better athlete for myself. It's helped me in my everyday life, dealing with different personalities at work, uh, dealing with all different clients or just everything, all aspects with my family. It's really helped with my family, with my older brother and just kind of really pushing that like positivity when I know certain people deserve it and they need it. I'm like, I'm not giving everyone my energy. Like I'll give you guys my time of day every day because I know I would get it back from you guys where I used to be that everyone needed me, everyone needed me, everyone needed me, where it's actually like, well, hold on, I'll give little bits, but until you show that you deserve to have me in your life or, or, or my personality around, I'm not going to give you all of Jack because I need to focus on my things, which are um, the daily, the, the day-to-day things, the setbacks that can happen, where, like, when I broke my leg, um, actually, no, it was before that, when I tore my meniscus, I had a... Um, Canberra Raider uh, um, trial lined up. I was going to go trial for the uh, um, SG ball team for the Canberra Raiders, which was like, yeah, I could be good enough to play professional sports. But I was playing basketball – Uh, at just some local Perth school and I landed wrong and my knee popped and I had to get meniscus surgery and that shattered it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, no, this is the worst. Like I'd given up drinking. I was eating really good, training like a machine, playing really good rugby league. I was about to call it footy then uh, because (laughs) in every other state, footy is is rugby league, even in Perth. No, it is not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Agree to disagree. <laughs> Fremantle supporter clearly. Or or, or an Eagles or an Eagles man.
2: And so like having that was my one almost one chance where I was like, Oh my gosh, I could be a professional athlete. And then it was like when that didn't happen, I was kinda like, Oh well, I didn't really want that. Or I didn't really think I had that in me. Um, but that was one of the biggest setbacks is when that happened. And then I've had it with like jobs and stuff where But now I'll apply for something, and if I'm like, oh, if I don't get it, it's all good because I'm very happy where I'm at. Mm. But old Jack would have sat on it for a very long time. I'm a chronic overthinker, and I would just think about it. Why me? Why did I not get that? Did I do something wrong? Where now, because I have pushed myself to my limits and I've destroyed my body on my own terms, nothing can really get to me. People can't really get to me. Sometimes they slip through the cracks, but mostly it's just like, oh yeah, cool. Brush it off, water off a duck's back. So I've just got to keep, keep getting after it, keep setting goals, um, and just keep achieving really. It's like, yeah, um, new one has been doing little wins, getting up and not scrolling. That's been a win. Getting up and not hitting the snooze button. That's been a win. Um, I still haven't biked since living uh, with Link. Um, but I'm like, Oh, well, fuck it, I've done a few other wins. Don't worry about it. I know he'll give me shit. I' pointing at you, Barnsey. um I haven't said anything. He hasn't said anything, <laughs> but he's thinking it, <laughs> 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 but just yeah, just can deal with those things a lot easier, so it's it's really cool to have that um in the in the toolbox now, yeah, which absolutely. is what it's all about, but yeah, I think um, Holly, thank you for jumping in. Uh, on literally just because you were sitting there doing your work. <laughs> but I know you're a chronic procrastinator, so this gave you 26 Dirty. minutes or something away from uh, uh, not doing your work. So back to it. I know you've got a um, a rehab session that I'm, I've kind of been a part of for the last few weeks, which is really fun.
0: Yeah, join it.
2: Um, and you're going to get smoked at basketball. Um, good luck, Barnsie, with your doctor. Go in with an open mind, open heart. Uh, it's going to be positive, uh, regardless of the outcome. Thank you, mate. Absolutely it. awesome. And uh, and this episode was brought to you by uh, Tim's Butcher. Tim's Kombucha. butcher. <laughs> um, uh, Welshie, if you're listening, uh, hope Lenny gets better. Don't catch the sickness. Um, bloody kids, man. <laughs> bloody kids, can't live with them. No, you, well you have to live with them, and you <laughs> have. And, and if you have them, you got to look after them, right? It is illegal. It is illegal. Alright <laughs> thank you so much for your time thanks to happy guys thank you guys shut out the gate shut out the gate
0: shut out the gate